Now, live from the Blind Ninja Studios in Western Wisconsin, a show with no purpose. Hosted by experts at drinking, and they're almost definitely wearing pants. It's time for the Department of Offense. Welcome to episode 269 of the Department of Defense. I'm your host, Casey Drummond. As always, is Carlos. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. <laughs> and Gordon. <laughs> yeah. How's it going? And Benji, the, the ghost hunting dog. No. Actually, Benji's not here. He couldn't make it. There's a dog that hunts ghosts? What? Yeah, no. Uh, so while I was uh, thinking, I was like, you know what? I, re- I remember the, the movie Benji from 1974. There was a ghost in it? Well, so they thought the house was haunted. And I was like, I remember this dog hunting ghosts, right? But then I read the synopsis, and the synopsis is way more bizarre than that. So the kids think the dog, the house is haunted, but it's because the dog is, like, haunting the house. That doesn't make any sense at all. Well, cause Was that like, really the plot of Benji? No. Uh, do you want to hear the plot of Benji? No, not really. You want to hear the plot of Benji? You guys want to hear the plot of Benji? Well, too bad, because first, got to give a shout-out to our patrons. Uh, if you're becoming as awesome as Andy Thompson, our Black Belt patron, head on over to patreon.com slash studios and become a patron today. Uh, or if you can do Amazon shopping, click on the Amazon link in the Barber homepage. Your Amazon shopping is normal. We get a bit of a kickback from Amazon. really helps us out. I thought like Benji was just another of those stupid movies where the dog like herds sheep or something for the entirety of the no. movie. And then probably dies at the end. No, Carlos, that's that's Babe and that's a pig. No, I'm not talking about pig movies, Casey. I'm talking about dog movies. Well, name one movie where a dog herds sheep. I don't know. You can't. You can't. Well, technically, there's two dogs in Babe that are herding sheep. Yeah, but that's not a dog movie where the dogs herd sheep. That's a pig movie where the pig herds sheep because of the dogs teach him. <laughs> <laughs> it's very it's a very distinct difference. No, so apparently Benji is this stray dog who lives in town uh and he was a ban- he lives in an abandoned house but he wants a family. So he keeps like wandering up to families trying to like become part of the family. There's multiple families in Benji? Yeah. Okay. Like but there there's the important one that the uh like the Chapman family. They have they have two children, Paul and Cindy, and their father, Dr. Chapman. Must not find out about the dog. And so he's the one who thinks the house is haunted because he's a real shit doctor and he believes in ghosts. <laughs> and <laughs> Casey, it's fine for a doctor to believe in ghosts. No, it's not. They can believe in stuff. That's Casey. not the doctor I'm going to. No, you shouldn't probably go to the doctor. <laughs> Don't go to the doctor that believes in ghosts. But they're allowed to believe But they're in allowed ghosts. to believe in ghosts. <laughs> so like I said, he's a shit doctor. Uh, you got to go look on like the, the doctor review website to make sure this doctor... Does not believe in ghosts for your doctors. Yeah, no, you do. Yeah, I. Well, that's the first thing. Like every time I go see a new doctor, I whip out an EMP, and if they don't say what is that, I leave. Unless they do believe in ghosts, and there's a reason because they killed a lot of their patients, and they are haunted by their dead patients. Again, another reason you don't want to go to a doctor that believes in ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> they killed their patient. Measured how, if they. Their body became lighter after their soul left their body. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I mean, that's fucked up, man. Well, I mean, that was a classic experiment that was done. How is that in a, cl- a classic experiment? That, that was, was like, it was a, it what was kind a of class? Like, what kind of experiments do you consider classic? They uh, measured somebody's body when they were alive, and then measured the body's weight when they were dead, in, like the late 1800s. 
Did they measure a difference between natural death versus murder death? I don't think that was the thing they worried about. That would explain the loss in weight, though, if there's blood everywhere. It's like, oh, he lost Wait, do some they, weight. Do they account for the vacating of the bowels? Is that what you mean by the soul leaving the body? <laughs> That's the night soil leaving the body, Casey. That's a little different. The night soil? Yeah. Not the day soil. The night one. It's called night soil, Casey. Is like that's the thing they called poop, as a more polite way. <laughs> it's not poop or fecal matter. It's night soil. Yeah. Well, I so go that way the fancy people didn't have to say poop all the time. Well, I got to go gardening at night after this. Because like they would have the uh, those chamber pots and shit like that. Oh, sure enough. Yeah. Human excrement collected at night from buckets, cesspools, and outhouses sometimes used as manure. I know. Like I said, I got to go gardening at night and. Uh, that's what I'm going to call shitting from now on. Yeah. All right. I had to go put some soil in the garden. <laughs> you can do that. <laughs> I mean, nobody's really going to stop you from doing that. I know. I'm going to make it a thing, though. You it's going to be a whole thing. should go ahead and do All that. All right, Carlos, what have you been up to this week, man? I have not been up to a whole lot. I, I don't got, know. I got little knobs happening to me, and it's my fault. I'm sorry, uh, I did... Uh, watch a bunch of the expanse because i saw casey watching it yesterday so oh, I, I, I was like you know oh, i'm man. not caught up i've been expanded so i watched i finished off the half of the season i had left of uh, season two of the expanse and i'm halfway through season three how much better is season two than season one uh i think it, i think it's a lot better um like so the first so i started the expanse three times um the first time, like, I watched the first two episodes, and it was super slow, and I just couldn't get into it. And I was like, okay, all of season one's out now, I'm going to watch that. And then, like, it's this really, intri- like, it's this kind of intricate, like, there's these three planetary bodies vying for power, and it's a very political show, up until, like, the last two episodes. And then it takes this hard turn into sci-fi. And I'm like, what? Well, it was really weird because the season one was like the first half of the book. Season two was like a book and a half. Yeah. And then season three was another book. Yeah. Yeah, because I read the synopsis for the next books and I really want to read them because they seem really interesting. I have like the first three or four books. Okay. Have you read them? I read the first one and I started the second one and then like I just didn't get around to finishing it. No, I like, yeah, with the uh, with the whole like. Protomolecule, like it's just it. If you haven't seen it, uh, and you have Amazon, uh, go watch it. Like it's free on Amazon Prime right now. The first three seasons, and then the fourth one comes out this sometime this year. So. And if you don't have Amazon Prime, you should get it through our link. Yeah, uh, head over to blindnessstudios.com, click on the Amazon link at the bottom of our homepage, and do your Amazon shopping as normal, including getting Prime. Yeah, I don't know. I, I've, I really enjoyed uh, watching it last night. I should not have watched it so late because I did not get much homework done tonight. I watched it until about 3 a.m. because I finished the third season. And my next two days are like just now really packed with homework, like hours tomorrow and like more hours on Tuesday. And it looks like there's a preview out for the new season coming out this year. Oh, I haven't watched that yet. Yeah, they had. Well, yeah, they, they started showing some of their uh, trailers and stuff for uh, Amazon like just recently. Because I saw like the full length trailer for the new Tick season. I'm excited for that, dude. That was <laughs> that was really good. I'm very excited for the new Tick season. Spoon. I don't think he said that though. No. He hasn't said that. No, but that's a Tick saying. It's a Tick. And also, saying. hello, chum. Oh, that's that's great. Yes, I, I love the Tick. Uh, Gordon, 
What have you been up to? Well, uh, well, Carlos, have you been up to anything else? Sorry, Gordon. Nope. All right. Nope. All right. Now we can go on to Gordon. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't cutting him off. <laughs> uh, not a whole lot. Um, sat on Homebrew Bound last week. That was fun. Yeah. yeah uh, that episode comes out in two weeks, I think. Sure. Yeah, a couple weeks yet. And uh, past that, more ROA shows coming out. Uh, record last week with oh, Baca. That was a lot of fun. Got another show recording tonight, and probably Friday I'm going to pick up Anthem. So I couldn't say this last week, but um, did you guys did you guys ever play uh, Knights of the Republic two? Yeah. Okay. You remember that little girl who gets on your ship who just says Muka Shakalaka? Yeah. Every time they said Baka, that's the only thing that popped in my head. But, but like <laughs> Muka Shakalaka. No, but like that was like the same thing that all the Twi'leks said. I know. Or maybe it was... It was just like... No, the little oh, girls no, no. were slightly different. Yeah, the little girl said something different. Yeah, yeah, it was just like, Muka shakalaka. It was just basically that. Yeah. Muka shakalaka. Yeah. I couldn't say that last week because there was a bunch of people in here who could beat me up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not often I'm the little guy in the room, but that was one of them. <laughs> but yeah. All right. Uh, well, anything else, Gordon? Yeah, I was going to pick up Anthem, but then Carlos is shaking I his head saying, at me. I was you should maybe not do that. Why? Yeah, it's, it's apparently a shite game. No. Yeah. Um, Bioware hasn't made a good game since I believe the last Dragon Age game, I think. Yeah, I really like that one. Um, but which, which apparently they're bringing back. Yeah, Same but, with and uh, Mass Effect 2, so I kinda, oh, I yay. stopped being as petty as I have been the last three yay, years. Yay, because the last Mass Effect game was so good. Get out. It was, it was a shit game. It was fine. There were... Uh, it was pretty. It was buggy, and man, did they not have facial animations? Now, which is like one of the because, like in uh, in Anthem, like when you come across the NPCs in the the city, like I saw, like they're all wearing masks, and like some of the people are thinking, like, is it because they just don't want to show off that they're just as, they're still terrible at doing facial animations? So that's why everybody's wearing a mask. They updated Mass Effect and Drama, and it came out just fine after oh, okay. they, yeah. I, no, I know. Yeah. I finally did my second playthrough. I was. I'm still upset about Mass Effect Three and how terrible it was compared to Mass Effect Two. I just remember trying to play uh, multiplayer in Andromeda because I wanted some of those like guns for my storyline. So I need supplies. So I needed to do those runs, and it just was so buggy trying to do multiplayer. They just could not handle it. What I think was it was a. Uh, they had like a. They, I don't think they had servers. They had a, like people were like hosting it, which is not a good idea. I don't know. What was wrong with? Did you ever play the DLC for Mass Effect Three? No, uh, so I never beat Mass Effect Three because I didn't like the gameplay. Um, they made it too shootery, and it was and it was also very like, um, here's your path, and you can't really deviate from it. Like I went from Mass Effect Two, where I had all of these dis- different branches I could take, and each character had these really intricate stories, and then you get to the end, and there's these heart wrenching decisions you have to make. Like the game was emotionally draining and it was amazing. And Mass Effect 2? Mass Effect 2, yeah. yeah. And then you hit Mass Effect 3 and it's like, okay, so the war is happening. You need to go to this planet, this planet, this planet, and meet all these characters you already met before. And then the game is Here's over. Here's your three choices and how the game ends. Yep. And one of them is a party now because we have DLC. Well, the, I, apparently that, that uh, party one was amazing. <laughs> Just because it was actually it was actually had all these callbacks and jokes and Shepard still couldn't dance. No, I, I don't know. Like Mass Effect One and Two were so good that I don't like trying to. 
And it's one of those things where maybe my expectations were way too high. It, and uh, it could totally be on me. But personally, I did not like Mass Effect 3. Um, and But I liked Dragon Age Origins and then Dragon Age Inquisition better than Dragon Age 2. So I can't 100% blame EA because I thought Inquisition was really good. I really enjoyed it. But also going from Inquisition to Witcher 3, which is by far one of the best RPGs I've ever one played. One of the things I will say about... Uh between like Dragon Age and then Dragon Age Two is the fact Dragon Age Two like you didn't like your character you created like didn't have as much like backstory stuff that technically came in, but like the, their like whole character arc was really in depth. Yeah, and like you could really like uh, granted there was only three different hawks you could play, but everybody knows that you go you play the, uh, the sarcastic hawk for everything because yes. that's the best option. Sarcasm is the best option in any conversation. See, I, I was late to the game on both Dragon Age and Mass Effect, but I enjoyed the shit out of 2 and Inquisition. I liked all three Mass Effect games. Andromeda was okay. It well, didn't hold up quite to the bar that I had for it. But played it through a second time and a lot better that, especially because the bugs were fixed by my the second time I yeah. played through and maybe it. And maybe that's it. I shouldn't play games at launch. I should, like, especially, like, big games like Bioware games and... Because, like, they really fucked up the loop, loot on Anthem. Like, they learned no lessons from anybody else. So, like, you'll get, uh, you'll finally, after hours and hours and hours, finally get, like, the highest class weapon. And it'll have, like, it'll, like, up, like, stats. Like, it'll have, like, random stats, though. And, like, stats would, like, not match the weapon at all. Or somebody had, like, showed off a flamethrower that they got, like, a really good flamethrower. Except it also did, like, 50 damage instead of, like, uh, hundreds and hundreds of damage. And it had, like, 0% extra uh, damage 0% of the time. Damn it. Yeah, so. Yeah, I, I was looking forward to that game because I remember seeing the launch trailer at EA or post-EA, what, two years yeah, ago? Yeah, no, and, like, it so even, like, badass. the trailers and, like, some of the early gameplay looked awesome. It looked like you were playing Iron Man, basically. Yeah. Like, zipping through stuff with a gun. And like, they showed, showed uh, like, the giant walkers, like, walking by. That's actually not in the game. They stand still every time you ever see them now in the environment. Yeah, goddamn it. So it's kind of like a uh, No Man's Sky scenario where they overpromised and... Yeah, and then you get watermelon tea. Which is fun, funny because like they had like the, the same type of giant walking guys as like the pretty much the whole point of that uh, di- robot dinosaur game on PS4. Uh, Horizon Zero. No. Yeah, like those Which, guys. So they released uh, the numbers. Fet. It's one of the best selling PS4 games. Really? Like, yeah, they they sold a, a crap load of copies, and which so, is crazy for like a new IP. Yeah, I. But there's still no word on a second one. <laughs> I'm sure it's gonna. Like, um, that game was so... Did you ever beat it? I did not. I do want to beat like, it. Like, the story in that game was super compelling. I think the only thing that hurt that game was the fact that it launched the same month or, like, right around the same time that Breath of the Wild launched. Yeah, that was one of the things. And on a PlayStation. Yeah, know. but it was it was, it was was a brand new IP on, on PlayStation. Like, I don't know, just super... I just, I, I, like, PlayStation has been kind of knocking it out of the park with their, like, own IPs. Yeah. I haven't liked PlayStation since the days of Crash Bandicoot, Spyro, and... and the Last of Us is so good. Uh, I, I they, I, they have all the ex- exclusives that I care about. Part of it is because I my group bear paws for hands, and the controllers are too small. Mm. Like, the original Xbox controller, the brick that the you Duke. stop a car Did you get with. the Xbox One Duke? No. It's maybe later when I have <laughs> spending money. <laughs> Unless beer in my cellar. Right. 
I know I'm fine with the uh, PS4 controller, although I ended up destroying my thumbsticks like the rubber on them. <laughs> and so like I had, to, I bought a whole bunch of like new tops for them. And like, so all of a sudden like my joysticks are lar- higher up. It's like, actually it's like, it's kind of nice. I kind of want to see a switch, like the switch controllers in Gordon's hands. Cause he's like monster hands. Oh, you mean and those the are the tiniest ones. little buttons. Yep. Like. It, wasn't, it wasn't too bad. Uh, I had a baby shower not too oh, God, last fall. And Did you have a baby? No, no, I was at a baby. Oh, okay. You said you had one. And I was like, oh, no, what? I missed a big (laughs) life event for Gordon. (laughs) I missed an event for me. Um, That was the first time playing Twitch, and we were playing uh, the Mario Party game on it. Huh? Switch. Yeah. You said Twitch. Did I? Yeah. We are on Twitch talking. I was wondering, like, you guys, you streamed for the first time a video game, huh? That's weird. No, no, we were playing the Mario Party game. It was pretty cool. Oh, dude, I so I've played Mario Party like a couple of times. The first time I played it uh, was in Florida, and I was just hammered, just kershnickered. And so is everybody else, but I was like fall asleep kershnickered. Well, doesn't that game also have like uh, high fives or something like that? Or Or is it clapping? I think it's high fives. And can you like yes. decide not to do the high five? Well, so I kept falling asleep <laughs> in the middle of mini games. And so I kept losing. But then I won. And I don't know how. But uh, I ended up with the most stars, like just pity stars. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe through your inaction, everybody else had was more like, just kept like going off the platforms or whatever. I don't, I don't know what out, it was. And you just lasted a little bit longer because you did nothing. But it was beautiful. <laughs> Carlos just rolled his eyes so hard. I uh, no, I, was, I like I have. I don't know what you're talking about, Casey. As far as uh, passing out while playing video games, I never did that. <laughs> you did that during Overcooked the other night. It was a couple weeks ago. I was just <laughs> laughing so hard, and I was so drunk, I just lost consciousness. <laughs> Then I come back to consciousness and I start laughing. I was like, I gotta stop because I've just got passed. I'm not gonna lie, Overcooked might be the best couch co-op game of this last generation. It's incredibly fun. There's actual strategy to it. Um, and it's super fast paced. Anybody can jump in and start playing because you just need to know like four buttons. And some people would just jump right off the truck, Matt. <laughs> and but it's it's one of those like and it creates all these hilarious situations where you're yelling at somebody to get you fish in a bun. And, like, somebody's like, no, my soup is burning. Like, Carlos, put down that perks to sure get to work. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Anything else, Gordon? Uh, that's about it. And right. since now Anthem apparently sucks, I'm going to continue playing through the Batman Arkham games. Uh, if you're looking for a good multiplayer game, I hear really good things about Apex Legends. I don't really care for multiplayer anymore. Like I used to play the shit out of Call of Duty, and I just got annoyed with. Well, then you definitely wouldn't online. like Anthem. I think it's multiplayer only. Yeah, it's pretty Is much. It? Uh, I thought you could like you can play single player, but like yeah, it's pretty much it's, open. It's multiplayer. God damn it's it. built around. I need more Skyrim, like games. Well, they just but they keep making more money by re-releasing well, like, Skyrim. Like yeah. the, well, it's not like like the main story is like solo, but like most of the stuff you need to do is, is multiplayer, multiplayer, and it's bugged as fuck right now. Awesome. Yeah. Um, no. So this week, let's see. What did I do? What did I do? I went to uh, a. What, they call it like the. It's like hopped up or something at uh, Alamo Draft House. Uh, basically, um, they invite a brewery and they do a flight um, of four beers and then a pint. 
and they choose the movie. So this uh, this month it was Mars Attacks. Ooh, fun. So I went and saw Mars Attacks <laughs> on the big screen, uh, and Tin Whiskers was the one hosting it. So I had uh, four Tin Whiskers beers and a, and a pint, and then you get to keep the pint glass. So that's, well, that's where that new one came from. Yep. I like that new one. Yeah. No, it's it's a really cool pint glass. Like, super cool. Apparently, Tin Whiskers was founded by a couple of electrical engineers, which explains all the uh, the robots and the the, the circuit board stuff. NASA plaque thing in there in the tap room. Oh, that's cool. And here I thought that it was made by, like, all the beer was just made by robots. Well, I mean, they're, they're engineers. They might be robots. They're not. Engineers. I don't know if um, I'd call Jeff a robot or an engineer. But seeing uh, Mars attacks on the big screen was a hilarious experience. I forgot how many, like, big names were in that movie. Yeah, there's a lot. Like, Pierce Brosnan was in it. Um, Natalie Portman. Who was the president in that movie? Uh, 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 Robert De Niro. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, uh, like, and Jack Black was in the movie. <laughs> no, I, like... Completely, he he plays like the soldier who uh, like who lives in the trailer, who's like whose brother ends up saving the world because he goes and picks up his grandma. Uh, no, so that that was it was just a lot of fun. Um, if you're if you're near an Alamo, I highly recommend checking out. First, it's a really cool way to uh, try a bunch of different brewery beers, and it was like twenty bucks. So I got a a, a pint, a flight, and a movie for twenty bucks. Did you see the trailer for New Hellboy? Yes. I'm excited. I, I saw like there's people online like saying like I don't know. I don't know. Like I'm looking at this is like this is great. This is what it's I way watch. closer to the comic. I I, just, I like I Ron like, Perlman. I, like the, the other ones like no, really no, good. But like, like he's he's like Perlman is an amazing Hellboy. Like he's, he's like he's like per, like Perlman is really good with like he has all these years of like working with heavy makeup on. But like the, this uh, this the other guy the new guy like he does a good job playing Hellboy too. It's like it's okay. great. Yeah, it's just slightly different, and like there's been a f- more than a few in iterations of Hellboy. And like partway through the trailer, don't even know. So it's like, oh, it's Hellboy. All right. Yep. I I I will say I miss Guillermo del Toro's uh, like stylization of oh, the monsters because yeah. that's one thing Guillermo brings is he does monsters amazing. But like another like a, some at and least he's really some, good at like that gothic look. But at least they caught like some of the monsters like still look pretty good. Like yeah. they, they had like the witch's hut was looked pretty good, and then like the uh, the whatever that. Giant Lovecraftian mo- creature was that looks great. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. I, I'm. I'm excited about that. That that movie looks phenomenal. Um. I think next week or the week after we get uh, Captain Marvel. Yeah, Captain Marvel soon. That's gonna be pretty cool. Uh, we're a month. So again, Carlos, literally like four or five days before I leave, Avengers comes out. <laughs> And so we're gonna go to Avengers Close again before you leave. It's yeah, it comes out like April twenty sixth. Oh, and I leave May first. Oh right. So yep, we're going to. Uh, <laughs> going to see that. Yeah, we're gonna go see that. That's gonna be awesome. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I like, like, and we're gonna go to Alamo because I refuse to go to movies anywhere else. Dude, they bring you beer to your seat, yeah. and they have really good food. That's fair. Like I don't know. I had I had popcorn and hummus dip, and it was fantastic. And. Because I didn't want a burger, but ah, See, I, I always go to the markets because the, those chairs are really damn comfy. Well, so these have the they have the reclinable chairs, so they're very comfortable, and they you get bottomless popcorn for eight bucks, and yeah, and the movies are the same price as going to the markets. 
Let's say, you know, it's like what, 10 bucks a ticket or whatever? 10, 10, 12 10, bucks? Yeah, 10 yeah. change. And they, and they don't have any 3D screens, which I actually which really like. Yeah. So every movie is t- 2D. Did you see and they like, have an amazing tap. Did you see in the, like the new like Hellboy trailer? They showed like when they're showing like a World War II clip, like when they were summoning Hellboy originally. Like when the Nazis had 3D glasses on. I was like, what is going on? Here? <laughs> I mean, I like it, but I don't know what's going on. <laughs> God damn it! Fucking Nazis, man. Uh, let's see. Other than that, uh, I was supposed to go to South Dakota this weekend, but we got a bit of a snowstorm, and then I. I made it to just outside of the or just south of the cities, and I was like, "Oh, the roads are just going to be shitty icy the entire five-hour drive." So I called my grandma and I was like, I'm "Sorry, I had to reschedule. I don't know." And then uh, I went and hit a bunch of coffee shops with uh, with a buddy Eric, uh, who I hadn't seen in a while. You hit a bunch it. of coffee shops? Yeah, we hit like three. Because uh, he's really into coffee now. Like since he stopped drinking, like coffee is his new thing. And so sounds like a hassle to do a bunch of different ones. No, it was fun. Uh, We went and got different pour overs at ones. And uh, it's like it's kind of like the craft beer thing, except I honestly can't taste that much into coffee. Like the the flavors are so subtle that it's like my palate's not that good. I can drink coffee black, and some coffees are better than others. Yep. Well, and that, that's, I'm, and that's as much as I need to be for yeah. me to be proud of my coffee drinking abilities. Well, no, and like we just went, and then we, like, there was this bakery, I can't remember the name of it, but we stopped and we got these, uh, these like really flaky, uh, rolls filled with, uh, with, uh, with feta and spinach. Right. And they were fantastic. Just so good. Uh, yeah. And they were super buttery and flaky and it reminded me of, uh, Poroshki Poroshki in, uh, in <coughs> Seattle. It was really good. Uh, yeah, so that was fun. Uh, and then I watched all of The Expanse, which made me want to play Elite Dangerous. So did you start from the very beginning? Like, No, I, I started from the beginning of season two. All right. So this week, I watched all of season two and three. Finished about 3 a.m. last night. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, no, then I really wanted to play uh, some Elite Dangerous. So I strapped on the VR headset and... And went into the cockpit of my spaceship and started shooting pirates out of the skies. <laughs> Except they blew me up a bunch, and it was really just very, very sad. It was like a drunk monkey trying to pilot. A I spaceship. think I need a space game that's really more than more my, like giant universe, but more at my speed. I think where I can actually not have to deal with all these like hundreds of controls. Oh uh, no! So I fixed that, and I think we've talked about this on the show. But um, I downloaded an app called Voice Attack. And uh, it changed my computer, so I now have voice controls, and it's voiced by William Shatner. Yeah, I haven't, heard, I didn't hear the Shatner part, but I did know about like how you like you would, because uh, I will hear you say like hard points on or stuff like that. Yeah, the hard point or deploy hard points. Yeah, next fire group, landing gear down, and I'll have Shatner being like, landing gear down, like just all like Shatnery. Actually, would you prefer Shatner or would like Sulu? I mean, Sulu would be pretty good. But they don't have a Sulu one. Like I don't know. I think I'd probably take Sulu just because like he's the one on the crew that always like would be right. saying stuff. Like so, that. so the problem was like the the voice packs are like fifteen pounds a piece, and so I could buy one. And so Shatner was the right one because it was just like I can I can just like Shatner. What is a solar system? And he will just explain a solar system to me for like. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> So uh, I don't know. It like I I really like Elite Dangerous. I get an itch about every or about this this time every year, uh, and so I'll play it really hard. 
uh, for a few months. Um, it's so hard, but now that I have the thing where I can pop up Netflix in a corner, and that makes the the space trucking a little bit more bearable. Because I'm going to be watching Netflix anyway. I might as well be watching Netflix while space trucking. Yeah. Or um, or I can have uh, or I can pull up Google Music and start uh, playing like just soundtracks to my epic space explosions. Like I was I was thinking like I kind of want to play like a space game. Like I was like you know if the Star Trek MMO wasn't like a shitty MMO or or like just wasn't what it was, I kind of would want to play that because I, I just want to do a space game and just fly around and do what I want. So my goal this time is to get enough money where I can get a a ship with multiple with multiple crew members and then I can invite friends in and we can like and then like so you could you could just load up Elite Dangerous, sit in my ship, and we could go and like just fuck shit up. Oh, there's also Star Trek Bridge Crew. Oh dude. But you would need a VR headset. I would need a VR headset. Or do they have a non VR version of uh, that? I would probably get a VR headset yeah. if that was a thing. Yeah, dude, that'd be fun. Actually that'd be amazing. <laughs> have you been watching Orville? I have not watched it since this season, season of Orville is so much better than last season. How did and, he get signed for a second season? That's what I want to know. Uh, uh, because it it's well. Fox and yeah. it's uh, McFarlane and he owns Fox now, I think. Brand. At least their Sunday night lineup. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the other thing was the fact that it was the, the Star Trek show that was actually more Star Trek than the actual official Star Trek show. It was it's, named after popcorn. Well, it's not Orville Redenbacher. That's what they were doing for the original commercials during. I know. The, it's just like you really. Hang that over there. Okay. there. And then uh, no, but so like that show, right? Like well, it, it, it took the, it took this awesome turn. Like they did they did a true two parter that had like real stakes and like things have weight now and it's and it's gotten super character based. It feels like TNG. Yeah, that's but the thing. Better. Like when I watch when I do watch episodes, it's like, well, this is. A lot like TNG. But there's you more know, dick jokes. That's what TNG needed was more <laughs> dick jokes. Well, I listened to a podcast about TNG, and that gets me all the dick jokes I need. Well, it. see, yeah, podcasts have dick jokes. That's what makes them good. I mean, when they are wearing outfits that are really tight around the crotch, you, you're going to get dick jokes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like, and I don't know. I, I really like Orville. I think if you're not watching it, um, give it a chance. You can really honestly pop in anywhere. Um, I would say start with the second season. Uh, there was a so there were some really good episodes in the first season, but it was very uneven. I think there was a lot of network interference, and they were trying to find their footing. Uh, especially the first couple episodes were very uh, jokey and not they didn't take themselves very seriously. Which is what I thought the entire premise of the show was. It's supposed to be this to a spoof. No, I, if you will. It, 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 it takes I, honest, it really seriously. Yeah, it does. Oh. Um, and like they, they still you get some really like good, like, like McFarlane's actually a decent actor when he's not trying to make dick jokes all the time. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought? Yeah. But I mean, he just still has veneers that you can see from space, like, which is very apt because it's a space show. Um, <laughs> and he keeps like trying to like shove like 1950s Americana and stuff. Cause that's his, like, that's his thing. Uh, but no, so this uh, and this epi- or this season, they did have a, uh, they have finally touched on the one thing that Star Trek never did. How often do uh, people say, on the sh- on the ship use the simulator for porn? I, I was gonna say, uh, <laughs> I was gonna say bathrooms. <laughs> nope. Well, I mean, there's bathrooms, <laughs> but I was, but like, uh, the it actually was uh, 
touchdown a couple times in Next Generation. And I think they, and the thing like they, Wait, they, porn they, or very bathrooms? slightly, very slightly because uh, <laughs> it was very lightly covered a couple times. It was very Wait, awkward. Porn or bathrooms? I need to know. <laughs> Porn. Like okay, it, all it, right. They didn't show full on pornography, of course, because it was a network show. But it was basically ended up like the thing was like what you do in your own time in the uh, in those rooms are your, is your own time. Well, I like the like the joke when I was like watching listen to uh, Greatest Gen was like uh, like whose job is to clean up though after Riker when he goes in. <laughs> so uh, the episode that I'm talking about specifically for Orville is there's an episode where Bordis. Uh, which is like the not not necessarily like the Klingon. Well, kind of like the Klingon, the Klingon substitute. Yeah. Um, he uh, he's having marital problem problems because he's addicted to pornography, and it's like starting to like <laughs> it like interrupt his like actual work on the ship too. And he's just like going into all these like uh, these massive like. <laughs> Just, just like Bachlin or Mocklin orgies in the simulator. Like, <laughs> it's just ridiculous. No, oh, yeah, there's a next generation episode about like drawing a line between uh, using the simulator and not using the simulator. Yeah, like, but what's kind of, the line? You gotta make sure you show up to work on time. That's the line. <laughs> <laughs> that's where the line is. All right. Well, I think that's enough about Mocklin porn. Yeah. And <laughs> so in front of us, we have uh, Central Waters uh, New New England style IPA coming in at 6.7% ABV. It's called Unsettled. Uh, while we were at the uh, the liquor store, we saw this one and they have one with tangerine uh, in it as well. Um, I don't have a can date on this. I haven't been able to find one in any of the cans. Uh, but I think it's pretty pretty fresh because I haven't been able to find anything online except for uh, Beer Advocate, and it only has six reviews. That's a lot of reviews. It's, I mean, it seems pretty fresh. Um, Untapped might actually have a a date if you can find it on there. That's well. How what are the uh, dates in those reviews? Do they have them? I will look in a second here. I'm going to read the, the right. can first. Um, ever felt like something is just off? So have we, and we know why. Although usually clear, we have manipulated the malt, wheat, and insane amount of hops in a way that creates a purposely hazy beer. Still unsettled? Give it a try. We don't think you will be. So it's uh, in Amherst, Wisconsin. Um, it is a like I like the label. The label's pretty cool. Has like a like a tuxedo dude with his head exploding into multiple colors. Um, do, I guess I can do was his mind blown, or is that just what his face looks like? Uh, his mind may have been blown. I'm sorry. I'm trying to make sure that I'm getting the uh, the whole can in the frame there. All right, there we go. Um, all right, Carlos, like, tell me about this beer, man. Well, it smells like an IPA. It's definitely got that hoppy taste that actually doesn't taste old, which is nice. Um, yeah, so all of all of the things like the the oldest one is uh like December 30th of 2018. Yeah, I'm finding one on tap going back to last spring. No, okay. It's, it's a solid IPA. <laughs> so it looks like they rebrewed it then. Yeah. Cuz this does not smell old no. at all. Yeah. I don't know, it just seems like a pretty solid IPA. I wouldn't say it's like it doesn't really stand out among IPAs, but there's a lot of IPAs that you're being Compared to so, and that's what I gotta say about right. that. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the rest of the story. 
God damn it. Gordon. It's not bad. Um, like you're saying, it doesn't smell old. Little uh little like lemon zest on the nose and you get the citra hop flavors. How do you guys feel about the cloudy factor with IPAs? I have a very particular view on them and I'm I hate them. Absolutely but. indifferent. I think it was a novelty kind of idea when they first started coming out with the New England hazy IPA thing. It's kind of run its course, but breweries are still making a shitload of money off it. Because so. it like doesn't affect the taste at all, right? It does. It does? So Well, well it, it can. So it depends on how they're doing the haziness, but... Um, the big part is, is it shortened shelf life? All right. So a lot of like the really like, so like Treehouse and Trillium and those like, those like world-class hazy IPAs that we had where we were sniffing the can and stuff like that. If we had drank those a week later, they would have tasted like shit. Um, they lose, they lose their, they're so turbid and they're so like shelf unstable. They're going to lose their, uh, like their, their quality so quickly on the shelf. Uh, that and that's my biggest thing. But then again, you have that with any IPA. Like if you do a double dry hopped IPA, you're not looking for shelf stability. You want to drink that fresh. Yeah. You want to sell that out of the tap room. The first hazy IPA that I ever had was it had lactose in it to give it that haze. I hate that. That milkshake IPA craze needs to fucking die in a fire. It wasn't called milkshake. IPA. No, but that's what yeah. it is. I, I don't mind it. I think it needs to die in a fire. <laughs> you don't put lactose in your IPA. I won't then. Just don't, Carlos. Or maybe I will. You're not going to stop me. You're right. I'm not. And Brian's not here to like tamper me down. <laughs> Fuck lactose. <and> I- <laughs> <laughs> I, I like. There's a few breweries I like that do it. Um, locally, Brewing Project at Eau Claire. Uh, and then on occasion, if somebody's bringing Drecker down this way, I won't say no. Yeah. But, I mean, I I will drink them. I will try them. I will even like them. But out of principle, I hate them. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's one of those things. Like I don't know. I understand why they're doing this because breweries need to make money. I get that. That's why I don't see as many crisp, clean, delicious West Coast IPAs around here. And those are the IPAs that I really like. I mean, like make IPAs piney again, damn it. Like that's it. It kind of. I I like those. Like I like those like crisp, bitter flavors. I don't want it, but but there's still like that malt balance in there. I didn't like the the answer to the hazy IPA was the brewed IPA. Did you have any of those? No, I don't think I have. Okay, honestly. so think, I've, se- I've seen the name tossed around. I know you've talked about it on a homebrew bound before, yeah. but that's about it. Yeah. No, so a brewed IPA, it's the exact opposite of a ha- so a hazy IPA. You're thinking like big, juicy flavors. Um, and with a brute, it's just, it cuts the body out and it's just sharp bitterness all the way through. And so it's just like, uh, it's, it's super dry. Um, and they dry it out even like more. So you can't even, you can barely taste the malt and it's just like sharp, good bitterness and then nothing. I, I never had a, a West Coast style IPA that really stuck out to me until Hop Merrill put on their resilience IPA. And that's that is that, old, like, that is as old school as it gets. Yeah, and it, it, it's like the the clouds parted and the sunlight came oh. down through the ceiling, and you know the angel choir started singing. It's like this is what IPA it. should taste yeah. like. And then Pitchfork also uh, has a West Coast IPA on right now yeah, too. I have uh, two West Coast ish IPAs side by side that we're going to taste in a couple of weeks. 
on Homebrew Mound. Oh, look at that. My schedule is cleared up. Right? Well, I mean, they're going to be on tap, so it'll, and it, you're having ROA like every week, so you'll be able to taste them. <laughs> but, you know, th- so those are the ones that we uh, we modified the water on. What Modified the water on one and didn't on the other. So that's going to be a really interesting uh, experiment. But anyway, I should talk about this beer instead of bitching about other beers, because this beer is fantastic. I really like this beer. Um, good, good aroma. Like tropical, a lot of pineapple, just pineapple bomb. Flavor-wise, there's a good bitterness. Um, drops off pretty quickly. It's not. Um, it, it's a little juicy. Like if you opened up a can of pineapple juice and took a swig, that's kind of what this beer is yeah. like. Um, and that's 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 the best way I can. I think I can describe it. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, because uh, you you have you have the little astringency that you get from like the 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 pineapple like bite and I don't know, it's it's very good. I like it. Carlos, give me a number. Man, I've had so many IPAs IPAs on the show. IPAs IPAs on the show. We're, we're there, I've heard both ways. <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah, it's a uh, it's kind of, it makes it hard to like really. Score them like on yeah. like a, a on like pretty well. But, well, so uh, the part of the reason is like the thing is like I, this one didn't do anything wrong at all. Like yeah. that I can pick up. Well, and so uh, for listeners uh, like who are longtime listeners, but for new listeners, uh, we've done a like a stretch of accidentally buying old IPAs. Yeah, and so it's been a while since we've had a good IPA. That <laughs> shows we're trying to break that streak. All right, so I don't know, like it is nice to have a good IPA on the show. So I'm gonna go. I am gonna give it an eight out of ten. But that Ooh, I don't know. An eight? Instead, I was thinking like I otherwise probably would give it a seven point five if it wasn't for that stretch though. So that's mm, yeah. no, pretty solid. And everything else, I mean, is a story for another day. <sighs> Carlos is auditioning for NPR tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta talk softer into the mic. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'd have to not use my diaphragm to talk as much <laughs> but that's a doable thing today we're going to be talking about hazy ipas and this one i actually really like we got a bit of a taste of pineapple uh i feel like they're using a certain type of malt i, I can't have to agree it is uh, really uh, no what we should is. probably tell our listeners what the beer is it is uh Unsettled from Central Waters Brewing Company. I believe that is in Amherst, Wisconsin. <laughs> it might very well be. Uh, which, <laughs> if I if I'm not mistaken, is near Stevens Point, where there is an engineering school. Uh, yeah. Uh, I once considered like whether I wanted to go into engineering as a field, but I decided against. It. I decided to go into public broadcasting instead. Oh, that's uh, that's that's fascinating. Very <laughs> balls. Uh, and anyway, uh, back to Gordon. Uh, will you please tell us the rest of the story? <laughs> yeah, it's 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 fine for an IPA. Um, as I've kind of said before, I don't think on air, but I'm just kind of burnt out on the hazy IPA thing. But if you like it, it's solid. Go for it. Um, on my personal scale, I'd give it a six and a half. All right. Um, so what I like about Central Waters is. They're not trend. They're not trendsetters. They're not trend followers. Uh, I mean, like, so they'll they'll do something if it if they know it's gonna sell well. Um, but when they do it, they nail it. And this is middle of the style, hazy IPA. Like, 
you think hazy IPA, you think juice bomb. This is a pineapple juice bomb. It is what it is. Uh, and it's really good. I'm going to give it an 8. I really like this beer, and it might be because we've just had a bunch of shitty IPAs yeah. on the show. Like, it makes it harder to judge IPAs. It really honestly does. But it is what it is what it is, you know? So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. What? Why am I reaching over there? I don't know what you're doing anymore. What am I doing? Oh. And now, the Department of Offense presents News with Casey. That's me. You know, I really like when there's a bunch of people down here who have no idea what's going on, and I do that bit. No. They get a big kick out of it. Except like if they're... <laughs> unless they're not on headphones, in which case they don't understand what's going oh, on. Oh, yeah, no, and then they're just blank looks. There's, so. there's a few confused people last week. <laughs> All right, a man stranded for five days with his dog when their car became stuck in Oregon's deep snow survived by eating taco sauce packets and periodically starting the vehicle for warmth. Jeremy Taylor, age 36, and his dog, Allie, were found Friday by a snowmobiler on a forest service road near Sun River, about 180 miles south of Portland, the Deschutes County Sheriff's Office said. Uh, Jeremy and Allie were found to be in good condition. Carlos, will you take care of that for me, please? Yeah. Uh, being good condition, but hungry after being stuck in the snow for five days, uh, Sergeant Bailey said. Rescuers uh, shuffled uh, the tandem out of the woods on a snow tractor. Taylor told investigators his car became stuck in the snow Sunday. He woke Monday to even more snow and tried to walk out, but was turned back. Taylor posted a uh, thanks on Facebook to his rescuers and to Taco Bell. Thank you, everyone. I'm safe. Uh, my Allie, or my dog Allie is safe. And I really appreciate all the help. Got lucky. Let's never do that again. The Cascade Range uh, in Central Oregon has begun has been hammered for more than a week by a series of intense snowstorms. Friend commented on Taylor eating taco sauce from the fast food chain's packets. We're waiting for help to arrive. Taco Bell fire sauce saves lives. I'm, he would not have starved to death. It was five days. I mean, but I bet the taco sauce helped. You could probably make like a like a little like spicy tomato soup. I actually, it's probably called like a gazpacho, maybe. Uh, <laughs> like a, like a Taco Bell gazpacho. I still can't believe you couldn't <clears throat> walk. There you go, making up those funny words again. That's a real soup. It's I mean, it's more like like runny salsa. But <laughs> I, I still can't believe you couldn't walk out though. That's kind of crazy. Uh, honestly, like we drove through that county. Oh yeah. Um, when we were going on the way to Medford. All right. It's a long stretch of nothing. Oh, if it's like in the middle of absolutely nowhere. Then. Yeah, yeah, it's it's between Portland and like California, and there's just a long stretch of nothing. Oh yeah, if there's nothing there. Like he, he was he was better staying in his car. Like if he could have like seen like a house off the distance, he could have walked there. But if like there's nothing at all, then yeah, I mean if if you're walking, you know, ten twenty miles, you can get lost kind of easily yeah. or go end up going in circles. Like, and that's why if you are stuck in a snowstorm. Uh, and stay with your car. Also, keep a blanket and other like and a water bottle and stuff like that with your car. Yep. Uh, if you're going to keep water in your car, I highly recommend keeping that in the main cabin of the vehicle instead of the trunk, so you don't have to waste energy to defrost it. Uh, or, or not, well, that's not so much an issue as uh, a thing would to keep in mind is that if you're going to keep it like an actual plastic bottle of water, you're going to want to replace that every uh, like. Eight months. Honestly, what, what I think you would want to do is keep one of those little camp stoves. They're like six bucks on Amazon. And like one of the, like the, the things of, uh, of heat 
or the the gas, and then you can boil some water. <laughs> you don't want to do that in your car. Well, no, you could crack the window or yeah. do it outside yeah. on the truck. Crack your window, <laughs> but don't do that with your windows rolled up because that's how you die. <laughs> you know, or do it outside, but you can melt the snow. Then snow is just water in a frozen state, yeah. and then you boil, and you're gonna boil it anyway. And you keep some uh, Easy Mac in there too. You got yourself a snack. <laughs> You got some gourmet food. And if you're traveling with a dog, dog food. Because dogs should not eat Easy Mac because that is for people. If he had an MRE, that heats itself up. Although, who's going to put MREs in their car? That's just ridiculous. It is, look, they're pretty expensive, guys. Yeah. Easy Mac, you can buy a box for like four bucks. It won't go bad. It won't. It's Easy Mac. It's Easy Mac. (laughs) God, Easy Mac is so bad. It's not good. It's terrible. But in a life or death, I would rather eat. Uh, Easy Mac, then Taco Bell gazpacho. I don't know, Casey. Would you go with the Easy Mac and then taco sauce? Oh, Easy Mac and taco sauce? Yeah. I mean, if I have access to both, both are getting used. Do you think this uh, this guy who survived the five days gets free taco sauce for life from Taco Bell? I mean, Taco Bell should do some sort of, like, thing with him. Their sauces are already free. <laughs> you just go in there and grab a hand. Well, no, no, but, like, they should they do, get- like, some sort of, like, wilderness survival channel. Taco Bell style. <laughs> and it's only after 2 a.m. They do get kind of irritated if you... They have the survival meal. expert. Now, don't do this hot one, because if you have enough of it to try to survive, you will bring well, your Gordon, if you off. go in there and you bring a duffel bag and you're just dumping the tacos, you're like, no, these are my emergency survival rations. It was not a duffel bag. It was me and my buddy Clark, who's six seven, and my buddy Bourbon, who's about the same size as me. We went to Taco Bell at like midnight, one o'clock here, and we all got the 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 twelve taco flavor box, whatever the hell they call it. Yeah. And we go, hey, um, and one of the guys, hey, can I get some extra volcano sauce? And they literally took two handfuls and threw it into the car through the window. Did you catch it? No, it was. Just, it was Wait, everywhere. hang on. Which one's volcano like sauce? Of, the spicy stuff. No, that's, that's fire. Fire is their hottest. I think one, volcano isn't it? would be. A, I would no, no, a volcano no, over no, fire. No, no. So volcano, like they had like is the that volcano. Taco Bell? No, no volcano. Like they had, they had like the volcano was like the creamy sauce that they put on their like because they had like a volcano burrito that had like a super like creamy like spicy sauce well, with uh, with like Fritos in it, I and think it was super good. And then they got rid of it, and then I went there, and. God damn it. Uh, so we got Benji in the chat. Uh, and he's fighting off ghosts while saying, uh, why is Gordon not participating in a discussion about food? Groot needs sauce. I don't talk I don't talk to to uh, dogs that are also ghosts. That makes sense. Because I don't like Taco Bell because it makes my insides hurt. Uh, well, maybe you should get the mild sauce then. No, it, it's just shit food. It barely qualifies as food. Uh, no, everything just tastes the same, but it's all delicious. You just got to hit a point where your body is now indifferent on what you put inside of it. <laughs> <laughs> you want to eat a pound of cheese? Uh, sure, just do that. I don't care anymore. Bob. Taco Bell, if you're looking for a sponsor, <laughs> if you're looking to sponsor something, uh, may, I, may I recommend the Bionic Man Carlos? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. All right. Presented with an unlocked and unstaffed supermarket, a group of Ontario shoppers chose to leave cash and IOUs instead of loot the grocery store last month. Because those are the two choices. Either leave leave stuff 
and or loot. Not just leave without taking anything. Uh, some of the downtown uh, Kingston shoppers walked in, realized it wasn't meant to be open during the family holiday on February 18th, and promptly exited. One elderly woman uh, who left empty-handed wrote a note for the manager. Uh, she just needed flour and eggs to make a cake. My first thought was, oh no, said Food Basics District Manager Mark Woodyick. Uh, police arrived after a call about customers inside without employees, but Woodyick never reported any stolen goods. I realized to my delight that nobody took anything out of the store. The incident uh, left Kingston Police impressed. Uh, it's rare anywhere. Uh, we're pretty impressed with our citizens that they would be so honorable on it. Uh, and honest, so as to leave a bunch of money for the groceries that they were taking. Customers on Thursday took the incident as a representative of the country's spirit. That's Canada for you, said shopper Bernard White. Wouldn't happen anywhere else, would it, eh? And I heard like another store like that, that where like it was like only one person did anything, like took anything out, and they had overpaid at the counter. Of course, they can't get change. Well, yeah, so, yeah. No, I mean, and that makes sense. Like, if I really needed Apparently something. Apparently, this holiday was, like, a newer holiday. So, like, people weren't expecting Wait, Canada's it. just adding new holidays? Yeah, you can God damn it, Canada, holidays. you're so awesome. How come we can't add new holidays? I mean. Because pizza's a vegetable, that's why. I mean, Trump did try. I mean. Yeah, but he just adds, like, weird holidays that are Trumpian. That was a holiday that was based on him. Yeah. Yeah, no. His inauguration day. We're not having Trump Day. No. Like also, no, that's not. just the presidential inauguration day. Yeah. Like that's not a fucking holiday. Yeah. I had the most people ever to show up at my inauguration, so we should probably make it a holiday. Like I'm gonna be the greatest president, and they're gonna want to. And I'm like, and it's like, dude, no, like people need, like, like, dude, no. If you need to like say that about yourself, not gonna be a well, holiday. This is a bummer. Let's move on to some story about something terrible happening in Florida or something. All right. <laughs> All right, well, should we move to a half-year story before we move to the sad story? <laughs> I was going to end on the happy note. Either one. No, no, let's do the sad one. Actually, I got, two. I got, I got three more. So physicians who go on aid missions abroad uh, want the federal government to review its funding uh, of a, oh, and this is also in Canada, of a program that sends homeopaths to Honduras uh, because of the potential harm to local people. Since 2015, Quebec-based uh, Terra Sands Frontiers has been spending $70,000 annually in aid money from Global Affairs Canada to dispatch more than a dozen volunteer homeopaths to Honduras. The money runs out in 2020, but Dr. Zane Chagla wants the federal government to review the homeopath program, which claims to prevent and treat Chagas disease, among other serious infections. I really do believe this is a wake-up call, he said. Chagla, who has done uh, tropical medicine training in East Africa and is professor at McMaster University in Hamilton. That's a stupid name. Who the fuck is like? You know what I am? I'm the McMaster of McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> Me, I was probably I probably said that one time. <laughs> <laughs> said the homeopaths claim about treating Chagas disease are potentially harmful. There is no evidence that what they're using is anything more than diluted water. It's a placebo, and we're talking about a disease that can kill and cause a significant amount of scarring down the line. Homeopathy is rejected by modern medicine because it defies basic premises of science. Uh, among its principles, water has memory. And the more a substance is diluted, the more powerful it becomes. <laughs> that's, not how, that's not how anything works. 
I will say though that uh, yeah, you should uh, not have the homeopaths go there. Uh, you should send in the uh, crystals, the people with crystal healing. Even better, under the Honduran health code, where they're sending these people of 1966, homeopathy, naturopathy, and other occupations considered to be harmful or useless were banned <laughs> until the code was rewritten in 1994. They should not have rewritten it. But uh, it's it's perfectly fine to do crystal healing, though, because that's not science. You're using magic to heal. <laughs> God damn it, no! It, it's, so that way you're fine healing. Yeah! <laughs> it's not anti-science, Casey, if it's magic. Oh, Jesus Christ, no. It's it. Uh, you can't use crystals or diluted water. You shove yeah, that crystal you, up your butt and you'll be healed in three to five days. So the uh, Montreal neuropath who leads Honduran missions, uh, Carla Marcellus, referred to homeopathy as, quote unquote, a beautiful way to use the body's own healing system to come to healing. No, 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 no. You are making somebody hydrated. I like to think of it as something where a way to use the human's body system to see whether it di- will die or not without On any its own. intervention. <laughs> God damn it. Like, or yeah, you just people use are, are going to survive. It's just that what you did. It's called gonna, an immune system. <laughs> they just so happened to have survived. And they would have done the same thing oh, without man. your help. So, uh... Have you, you've listened to Behind the Bastards, right? Yeah. They just did a thing on um, vaccination, or on anti-vaxxers, uh, which uh, I'm not going to get deep into that at all. But uh, so apparently anti-vaccinations have been around since the dawn of vaccinations because the first vaccinations were uh, for smallpox, where they were taking the scabs off of a cow and like grinding them up. And then injecting them into people, which would, like, give people smallpox, but, like, a less version of it. But still, like, a bunch of people would die or get really sick for a month or whatever. And so, like, that's where it started. But, like, can you imagine, like, oh, no, 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 what we're going to do is we're going to take the cow, the cow scab, we're going to grind it up, and we're going to put in some water. We're going to take that water and add it to some more water. Then we're going to add that water. Is it more water? I, I saw something about like a bunch of people dying from like a, something like like an aminovirus or something like that, something similar named, and uh, like there is a there is a vaccine. Was for it that. the Andromeda strain? But actually, the problem with the, uh, the it's actually not something that's like widely vaccinated. Actually, it's only done it's only vaccinated for troops apparently, because the uh, <laughs> it, uh, is, it is actually a vaccine that has not a great. Uh, it actually has a lot, a good portion, like over one percent uh, of side, people, side over effects. over one percent have side effects. Yeah. So, yeah. No, unlike the uh, the the regular vaccines that we get that yeah. you know save lives. Yeah. It wasn't a polio the first effective vaccine that didn't cause a lot of issues. Make America great again. Bring back polio. <laughs> one of our presidents had it. That's good enough for me. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> He's left the country. <laughs> uh, Jesus couldn't get in the country, actually. Actually, yeah. He's, no. from, uh, yeah, yeah. he's, from, he, he's, he's from the band regions. <laughs> <laughs> he got caught up in one of those random TSA He's not checks. from Saudi Arabia, so he was put on the no-fly list. <laughs> he didn't have enough oil. <laughs> All right, a bloke in Perth found himself in a pickle after accidentally supergluing himself to a homemade coffee table. 
<laughs> Taking to a popular Perth Reddit, the bloke was looking for some advice as to what to do if someone was stuck. Well, I wanted a nice shiny coffee bar countertop, so I cut and sanded and stained it all nice, and I applied a coat of epoxy resin Thursday night. The Reddit post reads, It's supposed to set and ha- set hard in 24 hours, so tonight after having a shower, I came to check on it and wrapped my fingers on it, and it sounded like a hard plastic, so I thought it was set. As I was curing it in the living room, or I was curing it in the living room because it's the least dusty place. Anyway... I just happened to sit down on it while I was reading the instructions that came with the epoxy, wondering if I should give it another coat. When I was done reading the instructions, I went to stand up and couldn't. And he's butt-ass naked. There's a picture. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he lives there now. (laughs) I was going to say, at least take your pants off. No, no, butt-ass naked. Oh, that's... uh... Yep, this is when the power of the internet came together to help free the man. One user suggested pickle juice as a way to help the man, which luckily he had some in the fridge. And he could reach it? Did he just... The gods are good and kind. I made it to the fridge where the pickles were and made it back. Did the pickle juice help? The gherkin juice is actually working very slowly. I managed to pull myself off. My ass hurts like hell, and I'm more exhausted than I've ever been in my life. I'm going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> At least it had a happy ending. <laughs> Except that his table has this butt indent there now. There is there is a permanent like butt showing. Like we have an epoxy table and there are things on here that I can see like from things that have happened. Luckily none of them are ass impressions. Yeah, there's no ass impression on there. <laughs> yeah, no, he needs another coat on that shit. Yeah. Also, maybe don't Sit on your coffee table, bear That's ass. That's an odd choice. I mean, to be fair, a coffee table is easier to clean than a fabric of a couch. So, I mean, if I if I had to choose between the two, I'd sit bare ass naked on the coffee table than the couch. Because I can at least sanitize the coffee table with bleach. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, a Home Depot customer's polite warning. Uh, that the end of days was imminent, announcing to others that he was about to poop in the washroom, was mistaken for a bomb threat in Wichita. Wichita Police Department, or Wichita uh, Police Department Police, that's a weird sentence, uh, were called to a Home Depot on Monday afternoon for a reported bomb threat. We just had a customer here make what may have been a bomb threat, a man told the 911 dispatcher in a released audio of the call. He said, uh, somebody told me there's a bomb in here and you need to leave the building. He said it three times. Police responded to the home uh, renovation store and learned that threat came from someone in the store's restroom. An employee told responding officers that he was standing at the urinal when another gentleman came out of the stall and said, somebody told me there's a bomb in the building and you need to leave the building. Oh, so somebody else was saying that. Oh. No, this is like the guy. No, this this is the guy. Uh, so, according to the newspaper, a store clerk recognized the man because he's a regular customer. He gave the man's name to the police. Officers contacted the man. He explained to the cops that he had no intention of causing such alarm. The comment uh, he said was meant to be funny. Turns out the man uh, was also in the washroom when it uh, when at some point another gentleman gave the warning. Y'all need to get out of here because I'm fixing to blow it up. <laughs> Uh, a comment uh, he got the gist of, understanding the man was in a serious need to defecate, and he was attempting to provide a polite warning to the other patrons of the bathroom. 
Uh, the regular customer uh, told police he gave the warning to the employee in the washroom, meaning it to be a joke, but said he didn't know the men's bathroom humor was taken so seriously. No charges were filed. Perhaps next time a courtesy flush will suffice. But <laughs> no, don't do courtesy flush because what if it what if it clogs with your courtesy flush? Then you are just fucked. You're sitting there, balls dangling in poop water. <laughs> Do not curse flush. It's not worth the risk, people. <laughs> That's when you get the extra tall toilet that uh <laughs> I don't even know where you go from there. <laughs> So is it a? Uh, so somebody was taking this massive defecation. No, no. So what, what happened? A, no, what, no. If somebody's like has this massive defecation going on in the bathroom and it's really bad, so bad that it might as well be a bomb. Can you call the cops on them? No. Like no. I think there's a chemical weapon attack going on in there. <laughs> somebody's releasing a lot of methane. So what? What I think happened here, like if if I understand the story properly, is so man one. Laid just waste to the bathroom. Man two was in the stall next to man one. And like man one was like, hey man, I am so sorry about this. I'm gonna destroy this shit. And man, uh, then man one left, washed up or whatever. Man two finished. Man two came out and like warned the dude at the urinal, like, dude, there's, there's a thing coming this way. Well, you need to get out. <laughs> like I think there's three men involved, all because of one man shit. And then the cops showed up. That's an epic shit. I don't know it'd be pretty great though if like you if like you had like a, if something bad like that was going to happen like you leave the bathroom instead of like saying there was a bomb threat you just put a sign up saying enter uh, at your own risk uh, or like a at, or like the at, walk through the valley of the death quote from the Bible. Just put that up on. Yeah, you may as a warning. Walk through the shadow of the valley of death. <laughs> Fear no evil, <laughs> but bring a gas mask. You might want to bring the gas mask. <laughs> They're on aisle seven. <laughs> <laughs> or piano rig. Piano rig. Put it around your mouth and hope for the best. <laughs> Jesus fuck, Cross. What is our discussion topic for tonight? Our topic is: Are you the evil twin? Yes, you are. Y- uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not All right, Carlos. Point. So the way this discussion topic t- is going to work tonight is you have to give a reason that you are not. All right. Well, couldn't you like, also, so, d- couldn't right. you argue the opposite though? So right now, all right. So so look at it this way: the other two people at the table are the jury. You and your twin are uh, up for uh, to figure out who is the most evil. Like you, uh, you have to give your impassioned plea as to why you are not the evil one. All right, and then Gordon and I have to de- have to decide, and we we can cross examine the witness. <laughs> All right, this will be fun. All right, so uh, opening statement, please. What is evil? What is good? There is no definite answer for either of these. <laughs> but the question is. But if I had to put a uh, label on either of them for me, I would have to say neutral. I am neither good. I am not evil. I am just a person who is trying to get through their daily life. That's my opening statement. Okay. 
uh, so we know for a fact, Gordon, that one twin is good and one twin is evil. <laughs> there are no neutral twins. <laughs> Because that's how the world works. Well, I feel like a, I don't know about that though. That's pretty black and white. A, I'm gonna have to. That sounds pretty evil to paint, paint the world black and white to me. I uh, know that's just that's just how the world works, and you know that. It's only Hobbs and Locke. No, all right, all right, uh, so the, the opposite of neutral is neutral. Okay. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna pull up a list of ethical questions. Okay. I'm gonna ask oh, you. Uh, I don't think it's necessary because I already know. The good twin would like apple pie and pumpkin pie and frosting on the cinnamon buns and pineapple on pizza and shamrock shakes. This is actually no, all of these things are you have you have a very good argument. Those have (laughs) nothing to do with ethics. Oh, yes, they do. Okay. First question I have. Explain the goatee. How are you not evil and have a goatee? I just wanted to have some facial hair and this is all I can grow. (laughs) (laughs) Evil. That's (laughs) an actual better question than that. (laughs) Fine, fine, okay, fine. Um, hang on. Let me like ethics questions. I mean, Riker in Star Trek: The Next Generation had a goatee, and he was just fine. Oh, here, ethics questions to ask in an interview. This would be good because you're going to be applying for jobs (laughs) soon. God damn it. No, just give me a list of fucking questions. Yeah. Yeah, I should have done this beforehand. That would have been way better. Well, you didn't didn't think of it, though. Okay. I I honestly did not. Um, Okay, Carlos. Yeah? I come to you. And... Man, I've really fucked up, and I need you to cover for me. Like... Like, I gotta go hide this body. But then the cops come to you, and you help me hide the body. That's fine. No big deal. I figured you'd help me hide a body. But then the cops come to you later. Oh, I turn you in instantly. First thing I do. Evil! Evil! (laughs) (laughs) Why? Uh, Why is that the evil choice? I've already helped you hide a body. I'm fine. All right. That wasn't part of the question. (laughs) So, I mean, if it's what I do afterwards, I, of course, instantly turn you in. Yeah, but you knew it was an ethical scenario. I had to cover my ass because you were a crazy person. And that's the only reason you did is to cover your ass, not for the right thing. And it was also the right thing. It just (laughs) coincided with my safety. All right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right, Carlos, you're a city planner that has recently opened a new shelter for homeless people. The shelter opens each evening during the winter and provides a place for people to sleep during the night. Uh, in dormitory-style rooms with cots. Some community members would like the shelter closed because they feel that a large number of people who congregate on the sidewalks near the shelters as they wait for it to open uh, pose a threat to public safety. Your planning director decides to address these concerns by classifying the shelter as a hotel. The planning director knows that zoning ordinances, uh, ordinance specifics that a hotel must provide private sleeping quarters, which the shelter does not. By classifying the shelter as a hotel, the planning director is taking steps uh, to close the shelter uh, based on the ground that it is in violation of the zoning ordinance. Wait, what is my position here? What is, who's in the right here? No, what is my position in this? If I'm uh, the good person. Am I like a mayor or something in the city? But he can't be good tell, because Tell me evil. that you're not evil. Well, <laughs> I clearly you don't label that as I will tell because that just doesn't make any goddamn sense at all. 
It just doesn't. But it keeps it open. But does it in the long run? No. No. I think the way to do it is to make everybody who is complaining about it homeless. And that way they know what it feels like. (laughs) Evil. I'm sorry. They should walk a mile in somebody else's shoe, Casey. Gordon, would you like to cross-examine the Bible. This, this, uh, this, this witness? No, I, I already brought up my argument. Um, that doesn't make it, your, yours is yours. Do you, do you have anything he likes nothing that's his, good, wholesome his, Americanness? His personal taste, like I mean, I mean, we can use McCartneyism to like <laughs> <laughs> to like doom him to communism forever. But <laughs> well, I mean, you how many times you've called him monster? Well, yeah, but we haven't gotten to me yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sticking to my McCarthyism. All right. Carlos, do you have any closing statements? I feel that this is a witch hunt. <laughs> and they are looking for witches in a place where there are no witches. Actually, hang on. I have one more question for you before you give me your closing statement. All right. You have a goatee. The universal symbol for evil. It is not the universal symbol for evil. Um. Yeah, huh? No. Uh, name one Disney villain who doesn't have a goatee. That's was, not a woman. No, I was going to say that the universal sign for evil is truck balls. Everybody knows that. <laughs> no, that's the universal sign for ignorance. <laughs> Very different. <laughs> Casey, ignorance is evil. No, ignorance is ignorant. Ignorance can be fixed. Evil cannot. Ah, so, so what was the question? You have a goatee. Which is the universal sign for evil, according to Disney villains. Prove me wrong. Who was the evil lion in the lion? The lion Scar guy? has a goatee. He did not have a goatee, yeah-huh. Casey. Yeah, huh? Look at his face. Goatee. He had no go- it's, not, it's not a goatee. Yeah, huh? He had the regular lion face and a mane. No, you pull up, you pull up a photo of Scar. Goatee. <laughs> no, Casey. That's not how it works. Yep. He had a mangy mane. Yeah, he's got a goatee. He has he a does goatee. Not have a goatee. He one hundred percent has a goatee. <laughs> That's that, just, that, that is a lion goatee. That is a lion goatee. Next to Simba, and they have the same face. No, they don't. He has like he has like the long like he he has the Jafar thing. He going has a on. chin beard. Yeah, that's not a goatee. No, no, that's a goatee. He, it's a goatee. No, Simba's got like just... the five o'clock shadow. Yeah. No. 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 Simba like and Scar very different. Goatee, beard. Goatee, beard. Goatee, beard. <laughs> is this a skin color thing? Just because his skin. It's is... not a skin color thing. <laughs> just... It's a fur color thing. <laughs> just because. <laughs> just because his fur color is different, is, that means that he has a, the evil beard. Is that how it works? Well, Carlos, that's like saying gingers don't have souls. Which is not true. I mean, Nobody has that. a soul. <laughs> we already discussed that with the poopening. <laughs> <laughs> the night soil, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, what is the... Uh, 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 so, M. Haub's one in the chat says, Scar has a goatee. <laughs> Boom, dropped. There are so many wrong people in this world. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If I was evil, I would do something about it, but I'm not. All right. F- final statements, please. Uh, and Rooster Note is piping in. Scar definitely has a goatee. Yeah. These people are. They should take a side by side picture of Simba and Scar. You mean the first Google image that shows? <laughs> yeah. 
and, <laughs> and there's they will definitely see a goatee. that they're wrong. And if they say otherwise, it's because this is a witch hunt, and there's trumped up evidence against me. You surely know a lot about witches for not being evil. Okay, Carlos, you have you have final. There's you, nothing evil about witches. Carlos, you have a, you have a chance for final final arguments here. I think I've stated my point pretty clearly that I am not evil, and I have made some valid points. Okay, Gordon, we have to we have to uh, confer amongst ourselves. Um, I think he's evil. He's evil. All right. Uh, survey says you're evil. You are casting a volcano. Your twin gets to live. Okay. All right. <laughs> you guys are going to be pretty disappointed when you meet my twin. <laughs> All right, Gordon. Same question, man. Defend yourself against your evil twin. Well, you both met, met Justin. Is Justin your evil twin? Yes. Okay. We've had this discussion before. That's what cracked me up when I saw that. This is true. All right. um, okay. No, no, I mean, but yeah, our listeners haven't. So I need opening statements besides you've met the evil twin. I have a heart some days, kind of, mostly. I mean, okay. Is, is that it? Like, is that is that all you have? The impassioned plea to not be thrown in a volcano is I have a heart sometimes, maybe? <laughs> when it counts. I feel like this is all right. Carlos, this is not a very good argument. Yeah, this no, is not a very good. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you start this one off. I and most people he just have cast you into volcano. I, I like apple people, pie. Most people and have puppies hearts. and kittens. You're appealing to the wrong. Those who don't have hearts table. are generally dead. We don't leave with our stomachs. <laughs> <laughs> so, what, what point are we at? We're at the. Uh, is it time are to you, ask the questions? Yeah, yeah. All right. So. Is it considered stealing to take pens from a bank? Oh. What about extra oh, napkins oh. from a fast food restaurant? Hang on, hang on. No, no. Each of these are different. All right. So taking a pen, taking pens from a bank. If they say I can take it, then no, it's not. This is taking. You're not asking. This is just taking. Well, is there a lo- is the company logo, the bank logo on the pen? They do not. Let's, in this case, there's just blank there's pens. There's just blank big pens. Then they would be stealing. Because if their logo's on it, then it's advertising for the bank. Mm, but is it? Why do they have a the little chain around it? Well, that's completely different. <laughs> that is not a big pen. So we've said pens do not come with chains. Break the chain and take the pen. <laughs> if there's no branding. If there's no branding, it's fine to do that. All right. Time to move on. Casey, you can have the next question. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to know his answer to the napkins. Yeah, so what about napkins? Well, we're taking extra napkins from a fast food restaurant. Oh, well, hang on, define extra first. So you have five napkins, and you want more napkins because you ran out, let's say, toilet paper at home. <laughs> this is not based on a real life story at all. <laughs> So, and like you just, you're at Taco Bell and you know you just ate Taco Bell and you're going to have to poop later. And you know what, Carlos? You have to night soil later. <laughs> so, do you grab extra napkins so you can wipe your ass later? Yeah, because, it, well, napkins are kind of like the pop machine if it's outside and from out in front of the counter. As a reminder, then it's free refill. since you ate Taco Bell, you'll have to grab a lot of napkins. Yeah, that's part of their CAM or common area maintenance fee. So it's built in into their marketing structure. But, all right. So with with a show of fingers, how many napkins? Like this many napkins, this many napkins, this yeah, many be like, napkins? Be like this. That's not going to be enough to poop. 
Not Taco Bell poops. Well, yeah, if I'm at Taco Bell eating Taco Bell, I'm not going to make it home in the first place. I'm going to say Taco Bell and use their toilet paper. Get them on both fronts. <laughs> All right. Gordon. Every day, your commute back home requires you to exit from a two-lane road onto a freeway. To do so, you must be in the right lane. But that right lane backs up for two miles, adding 20 minutes to your daily commute. You're tempted to stay in the left lane, which moves much more quickly, and then right before the freeway on-ramp, cut ahead of the cars that have been waiting the 20 minutes. Do you cut in? No, because I find the Mm -hmm. easiest spot to zipper merge in, unlike the collective state of Minnesota. Oh, man. I think he might be the good one. He just used the word zipper merge. That doesn't make any sense. I don't understand what this that term was. I, that sounds like a communist term to me. You're probably from uh, no, because you don't you don't commute. <laughs> 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 All right, fine. Here's I can't judge that question. So, you sell new Chevys. A prospect is deciding between a Chevy Cruze and a Mazda three. Uh, they tell you that reliability is the number one uh, criterion in choosing the car. I hate getting into my car to go to work and then it won't start, or the vulnerability of being on the side of the road waiting for a tow truck. They think uh, the Chevy is more reliable than the Mazda. You think they're wrong, but aren't sure. You're uh, you're thinking of checking the consumer reports and letting the customer know what you find. Do you do that, or do you sell them the more expensive one? I break it down into here's your good and here's your better option. And then I'd also let them, you know, here's reviews from other consumers that have bought both vehicles. But which one's more reliable? But when you're based on commission, do you push them towards the more expensive one? Or do you push them towards the more reliable one? I push them towards the right option because sometimes what the is best, the right option? Yeah, sometimes the best option is not always the correct. But option. they want the reliable one. The, so the, the criteria is pretty clear. <laughs> no, well, then I would send them to the Ford dealership. <laughs> no, you are a Chevy dealer, and you're working on commission. You have to make this sale. They're going to buy a car from you no matter what. Do you want the bigger commission? Or do you want them to have the more reliable vehicle? I tell them to buy the Chevy to have more reliable vehicle because then they don't have a Mazda that breaks down every other day. Did you just say, is this the same car place we're still talking about? No, all right. So <laughs> more reliable vehicle or ignore ignore the car names. Those were just part of the story. <laughs> ignore the car names. More reliable vehicle or bigger commission? More reliable. Okay. Because that way they don't come back and yell at me later. All right. All right. Uh, do you have enough information? Uh... Or would you like to ask I have one question? last one. Right. So your boss comes in and gives you credit for a project on which your colleague did most of the work. Do you accept the praise? I'll accept some of the praise, but I'll still give credit to the colleague that did the bulk of the work. Mm, only partially evil. Like, basically, you put your name on the project, and you maybe uh, didn't do a whole lot. Because you're, uh, I don't know, looking at Reddit or on your phone during well, the whole project. Like, I, I'm a salesman. at the brewery. And without, brewery? without our scientists in the R&D, pro, in the R&D department, I wouldn't have a product to sell. He's a but salesman. I'm the face. I already have a decision. <laughs> <laughs> so I might take the face of the credit of selling the product. And you would the product t- out, so you would but take the face without, of the credit. All right. But with, without, without the, the scientists, uh, I wouldn't be able to do my job, so. All right, Gordon, uh, like what is your passion plea not to be thrown into the volcano? I don't want to die. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Carlos, should we confer amongst ourselves? 
So I'm going to have to say that uh, the whole, I'm just so thrown off by using food as a thing to throw somebody into a volcano for. It's just automatically evil in my book. I mean, it's, it's pretty fucked up. I'm going by the things that he said. And oh, that, that, wait, those were things I had said earlier. Well, yeah, no, but the things that he said during his, during his defense, um, when he said he was a salesman, I'm pretty sure that makes him the evil twin. Well, you don't get it be you don't get to be a salesman and have a conscience. It just it doesn't combine. Yeah, I don't think that works. Doesn't. Sure it does. That's, that's the salesman. That's what I, <laughs> I think we should toss him into a volcano. Yeah, toss him. Okay, God no. damn. <laughs> Fine. Somebody better be yelling Kalima while it happens. Kalima. No, you holding very, the burning. Heart. You were very clear earlier that you had a heart, so you're gonna burn with your heart. It's still in you. Yeah, it seems very important to you. Yeah. Well, well, We're sure. not going to have Harrison Ford pull that out first. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't Harrison Ford. Right. It was the other fellow. <clears throat> I, as the good and best twin, uh, have done a lot to help my friends. And, uh, well, just mostly my friends, not really my community. Uh, but I do take care of my friends. I offer them uh, free beer day and night. We have an open door policy. Um, I have a selection of board games to keep them entertained. I do this podcast to keep them pretendingly employed. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, mostly the free beer thing. Uh, also, uh, I make a really kick-ass chili that I gave Carlos the recipe to. So, I mean, I feel like oh, that's a pretty good thing. Like, I gave him my awesome chili recipe. Uh, yeah, I, I honestly think I can... Like that's that's my opening statement is I'm awesome and I give you guys free beer. I am gonna put this out there right now for everybody to know that the reason I was given the chili recipe was because Casey didn't want to be tired after <laughs> making the chili recipe the next day. So I could serve beer and play board games with all of my friends. <laughs> so I was thrown underneath the bus. So Casey <laughs> So Casey did not have to make the did chili. Did you have anything better to do that day? That is not part of the <laughs> Anything related to this topic. I took I took your feelings into account first. <laughs> all, right, uh, all right. You want to start us off with, with this imagined employment? I mean, how do we know that you're not some Bernie Madoff Ponzi scheme running out down here? Because uh, you guys, my, my, my Patreon is public knowledge. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and every every dime. Like, even the ones that don't go into the studio, go into the studio. Like, you guys have a new beer every week. You guys have free beer on tap. And he did sell me at free beer. So, Casey, what is the difference between uh, a beard and, like, a goatee with some extra sideburns? So, (laughs) exhibit A. Just look at how glorious. You're you're just rubbing your face for all the years. Uh, and then exhibit B. I don't have uh, extra, I don't have extra long sideburns. That's though. true. That's true. Okay. Um, so, but no. So, so this is the exi- There's there's an exhibit C. There's an exhibit C. Okay. Okay. Um, an exhibit C is there's just a thin line, right there where they don't connect. Uh, oh, uh, Joe Dierte, if you if you are familiar with the name, I am not. Uh, kind of ends with Joe up. Dirt. <laughs> I would look it up. Uh, Joe Dierte may be a really good uh, example of what you're looking for. But you can rest assured that I am not evil because I am able to grow this luscious and glorious beard. 
I don't know. It's getting a little long. Like any line would probably be covered by just the extra long beard hair. Uh, no, that's not how that works. That's you can always tell if it's a goatee. Uh, uh, look at Scar. That. <laughs> look at all Bond villains. I mean, none of them had right. uh, had a beard. We're talking about Disney villains because not all because uh, there's there's a lot of Bond villains that are clean shaven. Yeah, uh, but they're very baby face. So baby face is also a indication of evilness. All right. Uh, should we get into the, some of the uh, morality questions then? All right. So you are involved in a two-car crash on your way to work one morning. Well, that is unfortunate. In which you accidentally hit and kill a pedestrian. Oh, shit. As you get out of the car, you are intercepted by a tearful woman who seems to think that she hit and killed the pedestrian. You're not sure why she thinks she hit the person. (laughs) She's on the street. But she is convinced. There's only one, only you, the woman, and the person you hit on the road. There are no witnesses. You know that whoever is deemed responsible will probably be sent to jail. What do you do? So I have. So right now, I need to weigh the the guilt that I'm feeling right now for actually hitting the person, versus the um, the responsibility that I have to my friends and colleagues to f- supply them with free beer. You're doing a very good job of trying to talk your way through this, <laughs> and trying to under- just to try to talk your way through the question to figure out like how you need to answer this. It's a very good strategy. Yeah, I don't know how do you feel guilt if last year on air or last year last week you did say that you're a heartless bastard. Well, we're just going to we'll talk- get to that in a second. Yeah. <laughs> I'm only so, taking the things that were t- said during this episode today. Oh, anyway, so anyway, so uh, yeah, no. So if she truly, really wants to take uh, responsibility for this, I will tell her no. It was me. But then she's like, oh, no, but it was me. I'm like, I see this is really important to you, and I don't want to take that from you because that would be wrong. <laughs> so I'll let her have it. That's, that's not great. <laughs> this woman now believes that she has killed somebody the rest of her life. I already told her the truth, and she didn't believe me. And I have a responsibility to you, my crew, if you to can, keep you in I will say this. If you confess your responsibility, you will go to jail. Is that's how this is going to work. I know. This is how that's why works. she, that's why. So I, you don't actually confess your responsibility. I, I whisper to, I'm like, oh no, <laughs> You're just, it was me. Oh, he, he mumbles quietly underneath his voice <laughs> while facing the other direction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I'm doing anything I can not to go to jail. <laughs> All right. Well, jail bad. All right. So <laughs> that's we, how you become evil is go to jail. We already know that. <laughs> All right, Gordon. Gordon. Throw him in the volcano. You're just going to jump right ahead? You don't oh, have any more, you not have any I, more questions? I, no, I have no more Ellie questions. Well, I see how it is. <laughs> okay. Somebody's not getting any more free uh, I'm beer. in a volcano. I can't get into my, my laptop <laughs> to look it up on Google. All right. Casey, you're a doctor at a top hospital. You have six gravely ill patients, five no, of whom are in urgent need of organ transplants. Oh, shit. You can't help them, though, because there are no available organs that can be used to save their lives. The sixth patient, however, will die without a particular medicine. If he or she dies, you will be able to save the other five patients by using the organs of patient oh, six. Oh, man. Okay, so this is a really good one. Who is an organ? Who He is, by the way, an organ donor. What do you do? Uh, is patient six conscious? I'm going to say that none of them are conscious. Okay, none of them are conscious. Because if patient six was conscious, I would talk to him and I, I would honestly take his, what he wanted to do into consideration here. 
Um, he has one life for five. Like that's a no. Like if if none of them can make it. But I have I have the medicine on the hand to save you the one. You do have the medicine. I have the medicine on hand to save the one. Um, I can't in good conscience kill one to save five. Uh, that is that like that is prematurely ending a life, and that's where I draw the line. Uh, the person in the street was already dead. Uh, and it was my life versus the old woman who already thought, like, <laughs> old woman. Like, she's already at the end. I feel like what she's taking the uh, fall for me. Well, she really wants people to. people who desperately need an organ, and you're, you're the doctor, but you also desperately need one of those organs. Oh, if I'm the doctor? And you're the, do- you're, the, you're the doctor, and you also need an organ. Okay, so if I'm the doctor and I desperately need one of the organs, first of all, I need to recuse myself from this case because I cannot make a clear <laughs> decision. Uh, and ethically, there's there's no way to ethically answer that question because 100% I'm going to save myself every time. Uh, that's uh, that's just human instinct. So this is like pretty similar to the train track one. Is it different if the train if we go with the train track situation where you have the one person but I the know five people that die? You kill the one person that you know. Um, no, if you don't know any of them. Oh, okay. If, there, if it's just like the train track and there's one person on one track and there's five people on the other track, do you and the train track is heading towards the five people, do you switch the track so it kills the one person? Yeah. And is that how is that different from the doctor one? Uh, well, so the, <laughs> the doctor one is you have a choice where uh, because somebody's like so the train is is different because the train is barreling down and you've lost control of it and you don't have you honestly don't have any say somebody's going to die no matter what um all of these people are going to die but through your through your intervention you can actually save one no if uh you like you have the medicine so you can just heal the one person yeah so you can heal the one person yeah um and so i would be withholding healing from somebody as a doctor, uh, and that's wrong. You can't withhold the healing. Well, our medical care system says otherwise. Well, yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about, like, the how it should work. Is you, you should not be able to allow, like, like if cost is no option, where you shouldn't be able to withhold the healing from somebody. All right. Because if you're withholding, that's completely different than, like, than the train where somebody's going to, like, you can't withhold it. Like, so then you kill the one versus the five. All right. I, I think that's the ethical answer. Okay. I, there was no correct answer. No, there, there is To not kill everybody. I didn't kill everybody. You killed one person. Well, you killed five people. You can't save everybody. You can, nope. Those were the, those were I the. you can't save everybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, like, if, so, I, I will not withhold. You, although, if you, add, if you combine, like, the score totals from both the, the train track deaths and the doc, the patient deaths, he still ends up with uh, six people dead. Uh, but only one was my fault. <laughs> How strange <laughs> that still six people died. Because uh, Casey's negligent. No, so so wait, if, if, I, if I do Casey, the math differently and then murder the one. Your final statements may now be done. <laughs> All right. I'm going to start with this with I'm not perfect. I um, am a... I'm a human being. There's a lot of selfishness in my heart. It's what it is. But I do everything that I can to share what I have. Um, and I mentioned the free beer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, my evil twin uh, would have not only murdered 
the person in the street, but the old woman for maybe knowing the truth. And not murdered the five, but the six in the hospital. <laughs> murdered the wait, are you, wait, so you're saying that your evil twin would have saved the five people in the hospital. And then killed them. And then killed them. With okay. poison organs. Okay. Because they poisoned the first one to murder him. And would he use the wrong poison? Because he's real dumb. He's dumb and evil. <laughs> it's a whole situation. And only drinks White Claw. My case rests. Yeah. So <laughs> if Casey's an evil twin took uh, the opposite re- choices he took for the doctor and train track, they've come to the same tally for deaths, which is not a good start for being good and evil. <laughs> if he's trying to be, this is him putting himself in the best light and they're equal for death so far. And if you include the uh, car accident one where he already gar- killed somebody guaranteed, that's seven deaths. That is seven deaths that we know Casey have committed. And the Casey is responsible for, so he should oh, no, also, the also the evil one is, though. That's the same amount of deaths. Because the evil, the evil one would have also killed the person, but would have taken the blame. And then not been able to give you free beer. <laughs> Actually, you know, Casey made the point that the evil twin apparently would take credit for killing that person and would take the responsibility. I think that this is we're with the evil twin because <laughs> he's the one that wouldn't take responsibility and he still murdered a lot of people. Did I mention the free beer? It does not help. Uh... What about... Yeah, but he did say the evil twin would kill the other lady to hide the truth. That was just him trying to make stuff up to try to make himself look better. (laughs) There is no evidence that that is true. (laughs) Because it makes no sense because she already thought. And he does have free beer and the evil twin does drink White Claw. Into the volcano. I'd say into the volcano. Uh, But I want free beer. There's going to be a lot of free beer when Casey's gone. Yeah, but it's going to run out. We'll like, that's go- our supply chain. It'll take quite a while. We've got a lot of beer to go through. That's valid. In the volcano. Uh, actually, no. A lot of that beer is shit, and uh, only good beer is the new beer coming. There's a lot of bad beer definitely in the volcano. <laughs> <laughs> shit. <laughs> we all go into the fucking volcano. You're all evil bastards. We're all going to the volcano. <laughs> Was this close to making it out? Damn it. <laughs> Carlos, your questions were not fair. <laughs> I know. And that's why once I toss in the train to a question, and then like you just you took the alternate version, like, oh, six people die. Told, like uh, if you add them up, that's great. No matter what, he killed six people. <laughs> God damn it. That's why I tried to make the evil one kill seven. <laughs> also, Nagoti. Nobody with this beard can be evil. Well, anybody who's been burned to death in a volcano also doesn't have a goatee because they won't have a face. Like Skeletor? Like Skeletor. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, shit. Should we get out of here? Yeah, we probably should. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for coming in. And if you have any uh, ethical questions that you would like to ask us, we will answer them almost honestly. Or if you're thinking you're an evil twin and you need help to get out of your court case, please do not ask us because apparently we all suck at it. Because Gordon will just decide uh, based off of what foods you like. Though, to be fair, Carlos is evil for not liking macaroni and cheese or pineapple pizza. It's absolutely unrelated to morality. No, it's not. 
All right. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, or ideas, we're happy to go ahead and shoot us an email at feedback at blindnerstudios.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blindnerstudios. You can follow us on Twitter at blindnerstudios.ninja. If you'd like to support us, head over to patreon.com slash blindnerstudios. Become a patron today. Uh, or if you're going to do any Amazon shopping, we have an Amazon affiliate link at the bottom of our homepage. Go ahead and head over to blindnerstudios.com. Click on the Amazon link. Do your Amazon shopping as normal. We get a bit of a kickback from Amazon. It really helps us out. And I'll see you guys next week. <laughs>